Well, the weather for the whole of the south of England will continue as it has for the next few weeks. It's going to be hot and moist, with temperatures rising steadily as time goes on. There's a chance of steamy moments as we move into the... Ah, sod it. We never wanted to do this. We never wanted to be weathermen and women, making innuendos about hot atmospheres and drizzly countries. We didn't want to be child-friendly. We didn't want to bang on about being for over-18s only. We want to talk about our sexy adventures. We want to be lifestylers, leaping from bush to bush as we sail down the rivers of British sex clubs and mountains of crazy experiences. The cheeky purple mamba. The liquid silk pumped liberally into our hand. The rodeo classic brief harness complete with Tantus curve. The enjoy pure one stainless steel dildo. The hot octopus digit. The ever so short messages on fab swingers. The sexy friends on Twitter. And the mighty vanilla alternative. With my best girlie by my side, we'd swing, swing, swing. Get in the gym or to your car. Without advice, you could go far. We fuck things up and we make mistakes. We talk about our sexy dates. It's getting hard for this to rhyme. Just as well, cause it's bed. Hello and welcome to the Bed Hoppers podcast. My name is Mr. H. I'm Mrs. H. It's episode 101. Hurrah! Yay! Yay! Well, firstly, thank you to everyone who got in touch about our 100th episode, uh, sending us congratulations, thanks, laughing at our video. Uh, if you didn't see that, go to YouTube, have a look, search Bed Hoppers. I'm amazed I can remember it. Well, you know, I couldn't, and that's why editing the video was so much fun. <laughs> A gift that kept on giving. It is the gift that kept on giving. Anyway, we are now on to episode 101. So we thought we would go right back to basics and do an episode about the basics of... No, 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 we're not going to do that. The thought of 101 <laughs> made, of course, Mrs. H think of Room 101 and the opportunity to say uh, and talk about what really grinds her gears again. <laughs> Because there's always a list of things which grinds my gears. Yeah, I'm not sure that they've changed so much since the last time, but it was like 50-odd episodes ago, so we reckon we can get away with another one of these. So we... There's always things to put in it. Well, there are always things that you're pissed off about. That's not true. <laughs> like a grouchy old woman. <laughs> you kids, why are you doing this outside my lawn? <laughs> get off my land! Shoot your dog! Look, if this year's taught me anything, it's that people are still dicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. So... Uh, don't spoil any of my list. Oh, is, is that literally your list? People, people are dicks. Are dicks. Well, well I, I don't hate that. It's a recognition that people are dicks. Yeah. So I would suppose. you put people who are dicks in room 101? Well, let's get over to that in a minute. <laughs> First, we need to say a massive thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. No, not to oh. you, you idiot. You need to say a massive thank you because thank you. you got a present in the post just yesterday. Oh my yesterday. gosh, yes I did. Oh, that was so cute. Um, right, so I got a really, really, really cute mug with Mrs H on it. Yes, you did. It was amazing. I didn't get anything. I'm just saying. Yeah, just you're not called Mrs. H, are you? No, I know, right? <laughs> I don't want a mug with Mr. H on it. Oh, what are you moaning for then? <laughs> it's just I didn't get anything. I'm just left out and I... The best thing was, Noodle got something because she absolutely loved the box. It came in. Oh, okay. She has climbed in the box and not got out since. This is amazing. Yeah. If only we could get to stay in there the whole time. Um. Well, no. Um. Anyway, who's this amazing gift from? I don't know, but we're going to mail the cat back to them. <laughs> 
that is not true. No, I am going to um, say a big, 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 big thank you. While you're delaying, while you look for the name. I am not delaying anything. I just want to make sure I don't give away the real names. Oh, okay. <laughs> As is my want. It's Sporty Couple 33 There we go. That's their Twitter handle, That's their right? Twitter handle. Yeah, so if you yeah. want to see them, go and have a look at them. Yeah, and furthermore, I will put a little picture on Twitter later of my lovely gift. Of your, your gift, which you've already used. I have. I'm, I've used it this morning already. Because who made you a coffee this morning? A sporty couple. <laughs> Get out of my face. You wench. Absolute wench. Anyway, we've dragged ourselves out of bed on this delightful Saturday morning. I say Saturday morning, getting Mrs. H out of the bed before 12 o'clock on a Saturday is technically... Babe, there's nothing else to do. It's very difficult. <laughs> it's very, very difficult. It's sunny out there. We could be out in the sun drinking. Uh, well. We could be. That would be a new low before 12 Yeah, I know. Well, this is what I mean. It, it, getting you out before then is yeah, very difficult. So it's about 10 to 12, not that you needed to know that. So we are, um, you know, I'm awake. Good. Mrs. H is waking up, I think. I is am fully here. Fully present, engorged. In the moment. <laughs> fully plumped. Uh, I'm all ready to have a, a think about things that need to be banned into Room 101. Is ever. that why you're speaking like <laughs> William Shanna throughout the course? <laughs> Oh, this thing. Oh, my God. No, I'm awake. I'm here. I'm, okay. I'm ready. You're present. You're with I'm us. I'm present. Excellent. Yeah. Get, get, me, um, get me all lubed up with some ideas about what we're going to talk about. Well, I'm going to explain what Room 101 I is. I know what Room 101 is. Okay, go on. Then you do that. It's um, a concept that George Orwell um, um, talked about in his novel 1984 mm -hmm. with the Ministry of Love. Uh, and I think he was referring to uh, very, very long, boring meetings that he used to sit through the BBC. And Room 101 was where people were there to face all their worst nightmares. So, yeah. what we, okay, but that the concept of Room 101 as we're using it? Oh, well, it's a place that you would banish things forever so you would never have to encounter them again. There we go. That's the missing link. Yeah. So ultimately, this provides Mrs. H with a reason to, to sound off about shit that she doesn't like <laughs> about the swinging lifestyle and complain about it once more and then hopefully ban it, thus not making a difference whatsoever in the world, Wouldn't but making it be her feel better. amazing if this thing didn't exist as a thing in swinging? Yes. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe that's yeah. the thing. Mm. And I think a lot of people agree with me. So we've pulled together a very short list of things that we hate. Well, I've pulled together a short list that's of things. because you're so Jedi and there's no thing, few things you hate. Well, you know, there's a few things I hate, but we also took to Twitter and asked a bunch of people on Twitter uh, what they would chuck into the bin when it comes to the swinging lifestyle. So we've also got some stuff from listeners as well. I think we'll cover our stuff first, because, you know, me, 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 me. Because I'm number one, baby. <laughs> Why try harder? And then we'll have a look at um, some of what Twitter said and we'll kind mm. of go through some of that stuff. So I'm going to start because, you know, me. God, it's all about you today. It is about me. Now, the first thing I'm going to sort of chuck into the site is a bit of, it's the, and some of these are a little bit concepty because it's me and, you know, it wouldn't be me without it being a bit concepty. Is this thought around sort of bad swinging sites, but also people's thoughts about them around, um, everyone says this site is awful, right? So universally, people say that Fab, for example, is a terrible bloody site. Mm. Right? I don't think this is really the case. I think the, the problem is actually the people. So you're going to encounter people on any site, regardless of the quality of the site, and it's the actual people that are making it a bad site rather than the actual makeup of the site. Yeah. Now, the site might look not great. For example, Fab, we know it looks awful, but it actually has quite a lot of functionality. Yeah, there's stuff that's lacking, mm. but overall, as a, as a useful thing, it's not terrible, right? Mm -hmm. What I find is terrible is the behaviour of the people on the site. Yeah, I would agree. So... 
Everyone seems to have, over the last few months, been having a look at different sites, particularly in the UK, right? Mm. Now, this is great. It's brilliant that people are looking at different things. But ultimately, those sites aren't used very much. There's not very many people in there in total, right? Mm-hmm. So the behavior, because it's only a few people, is actually going to be okay. But as each site grows and has a, has more people sort of joining it, then actually what I think will happen and what we'll see is that the behaviors that we've seen on FAB and other places will, will just simply spill into another site, assuming that they grow to be that big. Mm. Although, would you not say that the site does have some level of control over how its members behave, potentially. Yeah, or at I, least they could lay some ground rules around what would be good etiquette on that site. Yeah, I think there's some some ground rules around that. And I think, you know, that there is a responsibility of the site or, or people that maintain it to kind of have a level of control and sort of uh, be a little bit more open about certain things as well. So, you know, I know that Fab has destroyed forum comments that they don't like and they block certain messages. Yeah. So I think there is a responsibility there. But what frustrates me is the fact that people just universally blame the site when actually most of the problems that we've encountered, and I guess, you know, we're, we can only talk from our experience, is just around people being people's dicks. behaviour. Yeah. And you get that mm. whatever site you go to, I think. I think there is a universal truth that the more people you get into the thing, the bigger the the view of people and the big the you know the bigger the variety of people and the more chance of them being a dick there is on any given area i think part of this though stems from the fact that the the community of people that we frequent and that we're attempting to try and build relationships with not all of those people really necessarily want to behave the way that you want to or we want to and that's the problem isn't it and i think you'll find the same with anything whether it be a tinder thing or just a regular dating site, you're right, you're always going to find people who just are simply not nice people. Yeah, you can't You can't pick your listeners, you can't pick your attendees. So I think mm. there is something in that, in that, you know, you can only go so far with this. Mm. You know, I think there is an expectation that people are always going to be like you to a certain extent because that's your bubble. But the reality, obviously, is very different. So what I found, I think I've seen quite a lot of commentary around fab, at the moment, um, mainly because Fab is probably the biggest, I think, in the UK at the moment. I could be wrong, but anyway. No, it's the biggest. It is by, the biggest, isn't far. it? Which, you know, it's understandable. It's been there for a while. And, you know, we've seen some new ones creeping in on the fringe. And, you know, people at university getting fed up with Fab, I think. And they're kind of saying, oh, how about this site and that site? Have you tried this? And I think what Fab has not really managed very well at the moment is it's there's been a lot of, like, bad behaviour on that site. And I don't think they've addressed it properly maybe and maybe that's not. causing people to go away but equally we've looked at some other sites so you know i kind of looked at x site uh that was just so <laughs> it was just it felt rubbish and there's only like eight people on there great I, you know i know that it'll grow it will with grow. potential time but equally if the site doesn't feel like a nice user experience there is that against it there's that weird swingers barn swingers thing barn. that's Ooh. popped up now I can't bear to actually click on the site. Is that because, the ones with all the orgy pictures? Yeah, there's just constant graphic pictures being yeah. spammed out. I know it's a new site in Leeds, um, like they're actually going to have a physical thing, place mm. to go, like a club. But at the moment, I just feel so put off. And then we got invited to a, a MeWe group that someone was trying to use to replace Fab. Oh my but I found that that group, you know, as, as much as I'm sure they are wonderful people, it isn't our people and it feels even worse than Fab. It does, because collectively all it does really is it um, portrays the worst elements of swinging, <laughs> the bits that we really, really try hard to to not kind of um, talk about in abundance because it's not us. Yeah. 
So, you know, there's a whole range of approaches out there, and I totally get that. Um, and it might be that I'm just, or we are just in the minority of, of that particular slice of ethical non-monogamy. Do you think sites are better if they're paid? If people have to part with money to, to use the site, do you think people are likely to be better behaved or would well, get expect a better quality of service? I, I think that's that's part of the theory. I think the, the, the tricky piece is, is that if you have to pay to get into the site, then you've automatically got a, a bit of a barrier to lots of people mm. joining. And and ultimately, you do want lots of people, but you want lots of the right people. And that's yeah. really hard to, to measure. You know, maybe there needs to be some sort of survey before you join. But equally, you know, you might just be curious and you don't want to stump up a wad of cash to, to kind of get in there. So, I, you know, for me, it's about it's about that mix of sites not maintaining things in the right way mm. and bad behaviour from people. And I think the bad behaviour from people probably outweighs the issues I've seen with the sites themselves. I think if I was very new to swinging and that was my first foray into, oh, could this be the lifestyle for me? I'd be really put off. Yeah, uh, but like, equally, wow. that, that's you. But then someone else might be like, this is the best day ever. Mm. I'm going to get so much cock, pussy, clunge, whatever. And I suppose it's what you're looking for, isn't it, from yeah, that lifestyle? Are you looking for just random hookups? Yeah. Or are you looking to you know grow and... And find relationships and cultivate them. Yeah, that's the that's the tricky balance. So, what's to find. the bit that's going in one room one one? Uh, the bad behaviour or the, oh, the uh, bad maybe, sites? Maybe the maybe the blaming the sites. I think is the problem. It was uh, one of the problems. Yeah. So, assuming it's a site that's perpetuating people's bad behaviour, yeah. rather than it just people being yeah. bad. Something like that. <laughs> it was just a ranty thought more than anything else. So maybe nothing goes into room one one, and maybe it's just me just raging about it. <laughs> But you know, we'll we'll come on to yeah, that. Yeah, that's the whole point. You know, you're allowed to um, you're allowed to talk about why it might belong in there, and it may not actually belong in there. Oh, all right, fair enough. What's yours? Go on next. Um, so I think again, and this is more of a concept, not an actual thing. Like I don't know, like someone who plays guitars on a train. That would go anyway. Irrelevant. What? I've been that guy. <laughs> That does not surprise me. <laughs> this is, this is genu- genuinely true. Right? Two hour train journey. Have some oh, no, this, wanker. This is like a, a five hour journey to to Manchester when I was a student. Right. This is in the the, the mid nineties, I guess. Mid so to let late nineties. Played Oasis and maybe some Radiohead the, and maybe some. <laughs> I played Oasis and Beatles songs. Oh my god! I, I was encouraged by the people in the thing. To, Were you though? I was. I didn't I didn't open my guitar until someone asked me to. I mean, you can guarantee the second they asked me to that I whipped that thing out quicker than, you know, well it still applies in many ways Look, in later life. It's all buffed and ready to go. Yeah, it's all shiny and ready. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a carriage full of people singing Wonderwall, which is just as well because I only knew about four songs. I was going to say, I've never heard you play a song all the way through. You have? It's no. just rare. You know the first four bars of every song perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh, I don't want to play this. I'm going to play something else now. <laughs> all right. Anyway, on to yours. Hashtag train wanker. <laughs> so mine, I think, is more around the, the subject of negative stereotypes. Okay. That exist, but still continue to exist. And of course, stereotypes will exist everywhere. I'm completely aware of that. But I do think that the swinging, and that's a very broad term, and I know we don't like to define labels, but a swinging term does attract negative stereotypes. So what I'm kind of increasingly annoyed about and continue to be annoyed about is some of the assumptions and myths that exist and people assume they think they know what it's about. But, counterpoint, right? (laughs) 
before we go any further. So, for example, I'm assuming, that, and I'm going to make some assumptions here, I'm going to make an ass out of you and me, um, <laughs> that you're talking about things like people, when they think about swinging, think about dogging and they think about shitty Channel 4 documentaries. And you Actually, know, I people. didn't make my list, but it's a good point. It was things like people who assume that if you're a swinger, then you just like Y-swap or yeah. have okay. random sexual hookups. Okay. But for some people... That, and I know, it, that and is it may, a thing. And it may be... And we don't know. Maybe we need data on this. Swingers <laughs> help to the rescue. Come on, give us a hand here. Maybe it's that is the majority of what people do. I, I agree that it must exist for a reason. So for the same reason that things like, you know, upside down pineapples and pampas grass and black rings all, all must exist for a reason. They must have come from somewhere as a concept that it's associated with non-monogamy. Yeah. But specifically, the more derogatory terminology around swinging rather than ethical non-monogamy. Mm. Okay, so you know, all our kind of societal assumptions are built around monogamy. And I think what upsets me more is the assumption that when you talk about your lifestyle choices being non-monogamous in some way, people think, oh, well, you're, you're just having some mad, mad sex orgy all the time then. You, you must just be constantly like having sex with strangers. I'm like, Really? <laughs> it's so far from the truth. It it is for our experience, but I mm. do wonder if if the bigger ethical non-monogamy population are are doing that and that's where that drive comes from. Yeah, oh, they're all on fab. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And maybe <laughs> this is off the, in the forums that they can't get their end away because of COVID. <laughs> so maybe the approach that we take is is just a very very small slice mm. of that big part. I, I would hope that it isn't and I would hope that that sort of relationship plus swinging thing that we've kind of mm. found ourselves in would, would would be much more popular and much more, you know, and, and is and is the prevailing dominant force in that ethical non-monogamy piece. Equally, I'm sure those that want to just rock up and fuck, that's probably, they're probably thinking, well, that's got to be the number one thing because that's what I want to do. Mm. So it's difficult to know whether that's clouded by our perceptions. It is. I think, I think where it comes from is even now, how many ever years down the line it is that we've been doing this what four years mm -hmm. something like that it still remains the number one question i would be asked by somebody who either finds out about it for the first time that that's what i like or do or someone who hears the term and goes oh that's where people just go and fuck everything and they're constantly just having sex and going to orgies and they just wife swap it still remains the number one thing i hear associated with that so and, and i think this goes back to the perception of ethical non-monogamy in the media and kind of what's perpetuated out there mm. so one it's you know is it is it that that's the case so if it is that that actually it's much more about relationship building and all that sort of stuff great but two how do you get that into the media so it feels like it's so you normalize it you know and it mm. just even down to programs like wonderlust and that sort of stuff where you know, okay, it didn't end particularly well for them in that that experience. What you need is a number of things that expose expose people to that that approach, and for also it to, for it to be a worthwhile endeavour that it enhances people's lives. And until they start to see that, I think there's always going to be that sort of negative, oh, you just rock up and fuck perception. Mm. But you know, we're talking about serious cultural change, maybe. Yeah, and and again, which is you know why I'm talking. I know that societal norms build everything around this is orthodox and this is what you should be doing versus this is what people do. That must mean it's wrong or seedy or not not good in some way. I mean, we watched, was it Swingtown? 
Yeah. I spent some time watching kind of in, in lockdown again. <laughs> lockdown, swing down. <laughs> but the funny thing is, because, you know, we do identify with this this lifestyle, we, we actually do actually sometimes seek things to watch which kind of cover it. Because yeah. A, I'm curious to see how it's portrayed in media in different ways. And B, because actually, well, we can't do anything because we can't. So we might as well watch it somewhere else. <laughs> um, and I found it actually quite an interesting um, view. Um, and it was very much linked to kind of how swinging was back in, you know, a different kind of decade, wasn't it? So it was very, was it based in the 70s? Yeah, the 70s. Yeah. Actually, it looked quite fun. <laughs> Maybe that's what we need. We just need to go back to 70s fondue parties. Maybe. More fondue, definitely. Definitely more fondue. Yeah, you've had your first fondue now. I have. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah? Okay. Oh, I think I more enjoyed it because obviously I was in nice company yeah. and enjoying it socially. I wouldn't just sit on my own in a room eating fat I would sit in a room and eat fondue on my own. So we, we, <laughs> my kids. we caught up with his cocktail in, in their garden and they made us fondue. Yay. I think I really pressured him into making it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by pressured, I think demanded, but you know, such is life. So you're chucking in the um, bad perceptions, it's I guess. It's the myths, I think. The, the myths. myths and the bad misconceptions that still exist. And I get that they'll exist because you can't eradicate them because that's how people see it. But it just frustrates me. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'm going to go next. Go on then. All right. Terms. Just terms. Oh, labels terms, and terms. Labels drive me fucking nuts. Right? Yeah. Because because I, they're wrong. Or <laughs> well, the, the problem is is that there's no strict definition of a lot of things that that, that sort of sit in the ethical non-monogamy world. And you know, some people hate the term swingers. Some people hate the term lifestyle. And Others will tell you that lifestyle is, isn't reserved for swingers and that it applies to the wider kink and all sorts of other lifestyles that you can lead. Um, and other people are trying to take words that already exist and twist their meaning. So, for example, uh, I was on Twitter the other day talking about ethical non-monogamy. Oh, and someone, yeah. I think it was uh, Steak and Tequila, was sort of suggesting that actually ethical non-monogamy means that you're ethical in every other aspect of your life. Now, I'm calling, no, no, I don't believe that because it's defining how you treat your relationship not how you treat every day mm. it's almost like the whole sort of uh i hate this phrase like woke swingers or uh, whatever you might want to call it it's that being ethical and being a good person but also being ethically non-monogamous at the same time mm. and by that i think they were talking about the people that have been playing during covid not being ethical and being people that they wouldn't want to meet i'm i'm inclined to to agree on the large front on that, but mm. calling it ethical non-monogamy seems to me like taking a label that already exists and applying a definition that isn't quite right. Now, the trick is, is that there's hundreds of these little definitions that are out there and there's no real agreement. So when you're, you know, like hot wifing, cuckolding, stag and vixen scenario, queening, all these polyamory. things, polyamory, they mean different things to different people. Mm, they do. And... I'd always say that actually when you define yourself as part of these things, and I know people sometimes don't like to do that, but it's important to help others understand where you are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it'd be great to be able to use a couple of words and then someone would go, oh, okay, I broadly get it. Now you might need to caveat that and say, but we only do it this way or we only do that part. But actually for the broad gate of things, it'd be great to sort of have those definitions mean something because you can't use the definitions anymore because they don't mean very much. You, you know, get yourself in all sorts of tied up in knots, don't you? Trying to define something and then 
someone saying, well, well, it doesn't mean this, it means this. And it means different things to different people. As yeah. And, and I've kind of always seen it as like ethical non-monogamy is the big branch that sits at the top of it. You know, and by that, I mean, having open relationships that some, that, that you know about. Mm-hmm. That's the ethical part for me. So, and how you treat other people's relationships, presumably. Well, yes. To some extent. Yeah, but but by ethical, I mean it's about the relationship, mm. not about the way that you, you know, you shop green or you buy, you know, you have an electric car or whatever it might be. That's kind of my definition of mm-hmm. it. And then under that you have, I don't know, swinging. You know, let, let, let's not call it lifestyle or it might be swinging lifestyle or whatever you want to say. But ultimately that, that means that you do a certain thing. And there might be hot wifing. And broadly, you could be a cuckold or you could be a stag and vixen hot wife. But there's all these branches. But what I'd like to do is have a really clear guidance around what they really mean um, and just have that set so you know. And it becomes easier then when you're talking about your play style or where you fit in that world. Just for the, and I don't, I know no one likes being defined necessarily, but it's really important to have clear definitions so that when you're talking about it, everyone's on the same page. Like, you know, you call a sausage a sausage, all right? It's not a bit of chicken. It's not a, well, it could be a chicken sausage, say, I suppose. It could be chicken sausage. But it's still a sausage. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? And mm-hmm. and it frustrates the hell out of me when you say, okay, uh, yeah, we are swingers, for example. Mm-hmm. And people are like, yeah, but what does that really. Yeah, you're, you're, you're wife swappers. Or... Yeah, or whatever. And, and actually, those terms need to be better defined, not only just for those in the community, but for those outside of the community so they can understand it and they can get their Which ideas. Which ties into it. the whole mis, uh, misconception thing. People just think they understand what a term means and then they apply it incorrectly. Yeah. So maybe what we're looking for is some law of Occam's razor to come along and give us the, the simplest explanation rather than overcomplicating everything with well, like all these different definitions that actually don't really necessarily fit someone. Well, what, what's frustrating is that the dictionary definitions are often just ignored. <laughs> so, And, you know, quite often these things are driven by like urban dictionary mm. more than anything else. So, you know, it would be great to, to kind of lock that down and just be done with it and just everyone agree and just go, you know what, this is what it is. And if you don't like the term, fuck off. It doesn't matter. No, but but you are what you are. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So if you're a swinger and you say, oh, I'm not a swinger, I am a X, Y, Z. Like, well, uh, but you are everything that you're doing points to you being a swinger. Mm. Then you're a fucking swinger, whether you like the term or not. Mm-hmm. So I would rather we just all kind of went, okay, that's what it is. And then used our words to kind of describe our individual elements of that that we follow. Anyway, the, it irritates me because I'm constantly tripping over myself trying to explain things to people and trying to help new people understand what is meant by something when actually it might be completely wrong but, but by somebody else's view. Yeah, no, completely. Because, you know, people might decide that actually what they want to get into is polyamory, but they don't necessarily understand maybe what that means. Yeah. And maybe I- they just like the concept that they'll be starting new relationships or seeing other people within their marriage. Yeah. yeah. But again, why do you have to stick a term on it and define yourself as polyamorous? Well, I think there is a there is a need to define what it is mm. in terms of which part of it, just so that we can talk about it <sighs> without tripping around a five-minute journey about going, and then they do this, and then that's, this is their <laughs> approach. It was just nice to go, right, this is a sausage, that's a pasty, and that's a hot dog, or whatever it might be. 
confusing well, two I sausage metaphors. All yeah, those all of those now. things. Well, you've got a cheese and ham toasty for lunch, so you'll be fine. Winning. Exactly. Once we've done this show, we'll be having a cheese and ham toasty. It's lovely. Um, so yeah, it just would help in terms of um, communicating with people. And one of the things I do for work is communicate with people. So you have to be really clear with how you mm. label and how you say things because the wrong thing. You know, in my line of work, if you get it wrong, that could be dangerous. So equally for this, it's really important that we get the right terminology. But again, this is like Mr. H dreamland because, you know, like people's behaviours, you can't change that culture overnight. I mean, you know, and you can go around and tell people this is what you think is a sausage and this is what you think is a pasty. But people might go, no, it's not a sausage. That's a, I don't know, a litre of Coca-Cola or whatever it might be. <laughs> You know what I mean? I do, I do, I do. So what's the bit that needs to sit in room 101 then? Is it the... The, the lack of de definite the lack of terms. definite terms, okay, rather than terms. Because mm. the terms need to exist potentially, but it's well, the... I think terms yeah. are really, really important. Mm. And, and labels are actually quite important. But the fact that there's no agreement on them or there's no definitive solution. Yeah, I know. It would be one hell of a really um, scrappy flow diagram, wouldn't it? I don't mind if there's a flow diagram. <laughs> You know, that says, do you do this? Do you do X? Do you sleep with other people? Okay, then you do you, or is it just love? Do you? And then you, at the end, it spits out, Mr. H, you are a X. You know, that'd be great. But like one of those take a break love quizzes. Yes. <laughs> are you your, a love rat? Your, your character is most likely to be Gimli the dwarf. <laughs> oh, you already did the quiz. Yeah. <laughs> and my axe. Anyway, yours, go on, go for it. Um, well, this, I think this will be my last one because I think then it's probably more useful to move on to other people's opinions because I think we probably share a lot of those. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the last one I kind of picked, again, loosely as a concept, was around shame. And when shame? I, shame, oh. not Shane Lizard. Okay. <laughs> shame Wizard? Lizard. Shame Wizard. <laughs> uh, shame, um, maybe like shame and stigma is maybe dovetailing terms. So I think, again... Even now, four years down the line, I still, for some reason, feel a slight sense of shame when people find out for the first time what I choose to do. It's because they make you walk down the street with a bell, right? Shame. <laughs> clung, clung, clung. shame. I, I offer to walk down the street naked. You know, that's no problem. It's just the bell. I don't like the bell. <laughs> and I think, you know, I think shame could be unpicked as a whole episode on its own, frankly, because there's tons of stuff that you could unpack when, when we talk about shame. But I do wish I didn't feel that because I, I don't feel I should, but I do. And that's partly because of those, again, those negative stereotypes and all those assumptions that people incorrectly jump to that because you choose to do this, it must mean you're some kind of loose hoe or, you know, or that you're not happy in your marriage or, or the, all the things that kind of lead to the decision why you decide to open up your marriage and do these things. So shame for me is I, I wish it didn't exist and I wish it didn't kind of sometimes pop into my thoughts as a, do I feel shame? Is that what I'm feeling now? That I'm I feel guilty for doing the things that I, I actually enjoy doing. Mm. So yeah. But again, maybe that could just be an entire episode on its own. <laughs> it is strange. I mean, I've I've had um a couple of conversations over the last few months with colleagues that didn't know, because mm -hmm. I'm working with a slightly different team at work at the moment, uh, at home. And I've sort of had the I've had these sort of, hey, this is what we do kind of mm -hmm. chat you know it was it was kind of hard especially when i was sort of like yeah the way you audio edit audio is by doing x y and z and this is the kind of thing that you like, how do you know also so much about this 
ah, did you not know? Did you, you know, have you not watched Channel 4 lately, he says, with some level of ego attached to it. And do you feel immediately obliged to whip out the first four comments saying, no, I don't do this, no, I don't do that, yes, I do this, which uh, always follow because someone naturally goes, oh my goodness, you do that. I think there is a there is a level of um, how you present it. And I think mm. I tend to go down the ethical non-monogamy route more than, you know, I might introduce us as swingers, mm. um, but, but it's almost like, but we take ethical nominal really seriously and we want to help the community and we want to do all this sort mm. of stuff so I, I very quickly go into a little bit of a sort of defensive mode but but it's it's interesting because actually it's been universally received really really well mm. but i know what you mean there is a level of kind of holding your breath to see how someone is going to react yeah. and whether they're going to be like you do what what the what now uh-huh. and most most of them in fact all of them have been universally supportive and interested in terms of um, the, the sort of technical aspects of what we do, right? mm. not the the sex part, but the the mm-hmm. podcast part. The more interesting they would be, given given the sort of stuff I do. So, um, but actually, it was it, it, there is that moment of of just a few seconds where you're like, ah, this is what I have to do. Oh, I got the fun. Okay, that's great. And yeah, that that moment is feels like an eternity sometimes because there is a level of knowing that this isn't um, what the rest of society sort of approves of. But actually, I'm not. I'm not shameful of it. I just, I, I just don't want them to not like me because of it. Hmm. <laughs> it but I, again, that's all connected. And I think one of the reasons why shame crops up so much in my head is because, annoyingly, um, we, we, as a kind of lifestyle choice, we are given um, things which don't help the image, like clubs that look grotty. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, you go to sex clubs and have sex on dirty mattresses. Well, uh, all right. Actually, it's a shame that some clubs are portrayed that way. Yeah. But it's kind of because it is shunted into this backstreet, sordid kind of, oh, you have to go and find these salubrious places to enjoy your kicks. Yeah, but the same people shop at Aldi. <laughs> but Which, they're all into it. And, and I want to point out, there's nothing wrong with shopping at Aldi. It's just not the nicest looking experience for a supermarket, right? <laughs> You're still getting the same fucking food. It just looks shit. Is it the dogging of the supermarket world? Well, and this is the thing, you know, do, do, do people judge others on, on, on shopping there when, when it doesn't look as nice as, I don't know, a Sainsbury's? Or and that's the thing. If, if all swinging sex clubs, whatever you want to call them, adult entertainment clubs, looked high-end and weren't hidden away and you didn't have to knock eight times in a Diagon Alley kind of scenario to gain access and you didn't have to hide yourselves away from society because you're some kind of, you know, desperate sex fetish, you know, addicts, then it wouldn't be so shameful to admit that you do this. And this is the problem. I feel that's why I do have to hide things away. You know, you wouldn't wouldn't hide the fact that you enjoy golf, would you? I would. Fucking hate golf. If you like golf and you like going out playing golf, then why do you have to hide it? It's not shameful. Because the ridiculous trousers and hats. <laughs> um, whereas this is a hobby. Okay, it's something I enjoy. It's um, an added extra in my life. Whatever you want to call it, and it's annoying that I, I can't talk about it. Is it though? Because you think about hobbies, right? Mm. And. It's 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 a way of life, then. But I come from a a very, very nerdy background. I'm sure we can all agree on that. Don't all stop now. Uh, Thank you. Guitar, train wanker. Yeah, Yeah, well, exactly. But (laughs) but if you think about lots of the hobbies that are out there, like uh, model painting and playing video games and even sort of playing guitar to a certain extent, they're kind of, they're not as mainstream 
No. And there, there is a level of judgment on even those things. It's mm-hmm. almost sometimes, and, and depends on the people, that unless you're sort of your hobbies are going shopping or watching football, mm. then it's kind of frowned upon in a way. Or it's not received as well, maybe. Yeah, yeah and I think I think there is this sort of society, societal thing. I mean, society is coming up a lot in this. It this is. Episode, yeah. this is. I think because we've seen so much of people's societal judgment over the last year, because we've been locked away, we've nothing else to do but think about things. But this goes back to the actually, how how much do we sort of care about society's judgment if the, the way they're acting is so bad and the way they are is, is so mm. awful does it really mean that much anymore um i think it can because obviously you are part of society aren't you and if you want to you know kind of interact with people and, and not i'm gonna not go make feel- swinger island and be part of my own society <laughs> where it's amazing It'll all be lovely and high end and nerdy beds everywhere. <laughs> It'll be the most high maintenance, <laughs> difficult place to live in the world. I mean, I, I mean, I think long story short, just wrapping it all back up to what I'm getting at, I think it's just still a shame <laughs> that all this stuff exists to make you feel less than great as a person. Yeah, I think there is something very powerful in being able to live um as your own person and live in the way that you choose. And I think that's why those trips to desire that we've had, particularly with the swing set, mm-hmm. where you can be yourself, be yourself mm. were so empowering and delightful and quite dizzying to a certain extent. And and why the low of leaving those places is so high. <laughs> low is high. You know what I mean? <laughs> why, why you feel so low when you leave is because you can't be that person. Obviously, you're on holiday and it's completely different to your day-to-day life. But actually, the, th- the fact is that you can be a swinger, you can be naked, you can be whatever you want. Be what you want, yeah. yeah it, and no it, one's going to judge you. Exactly. Or if they do, they won't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I suppose, like, you know, unconscious bias exists in all of us because it does. Of course it does. It's, it's what makes us up. But You are 98% conscious bias. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point is, I don't like being made to feel. that people... You don't like being made to feel? <laughs> no, we'll sort that out later. <laughs> hear what you want to hear. <laughs> I say what I want to say. So... What were we throwing in the bin? Oh, I don't know. Um, shame. Shame. Maybe. You know, or maybe being made to feel shameful. Okay. Yeah. Societal judgment. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Get in the bin. Get in the bin, you bastards. Sort of judging people. I had one little more more sort of vague Mr. H thought right. that I wrote down before we go into the, everyone else's thoughts and, and, and criticise those, <laughs> which was around um, COVID, actually. Around well, the behaviour, well, yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely can. But some <laughs> of the behaviours that we've seen through COVID, and again, mm. this goes back to people being people. Yeah, and and it's been. Re- I found the last year really difficult because I've, you know, we we've tried to stay relatively safe, tried to stay relatively out of it. Not all of our friends have done that. No, um, and some people have, you know, like going back to Naughty New Orleans, right? They hosted a great big fucking event. Loads of people caught COVID. Like, what the actual fuck, Mm-mm. right? So I think what, I think it's not so much COVID itself, although it can get in the bin. I think it's the behaviours that it's highlighted. It's been like a magnifying glass for how mm. people act. And some of them, you know, some of them are your friends and you kind of go, well, actually, these these are people that, that are normally pretty good humans. They're just, they just want to get out and want to enjoy themselves. We get that. But it's hard to justify it sometimes when you see some of that behaviour out there and some of the reactions to it. And, you know, the, those that have been playing throughout, that haven't stopped throughout the course of the pandemic, 
it's really affected how I feel about a lot of people, a lot of events and a lot of things that are out there in our community. I agree. It's kind of pivoted everything massively and, and made, made us scrutinise the behaviours of some people. It's quite astonishing. Yeah. And it's brought out, as we said before, it's brought out the best and the worst in, in many, many aspects of things, isn't it? It has. And, and it's kind of left me thinking, well, <clears throat> you know, to what, to what end is this, does this last? And to what end do I stay angry about it? So, for example, with North in New Orleans, mm. right? I don't want to go there, right? I, I think what happened there, and you can go on Twitter and find out what happened with them, but mm. ultimately they they ran the show last year and a bunch of people wrong. got COVID, mm. right? Mm. People got ill, very ill, and they it became a mass spreader event, effectively. Or an effective mass spreader event. Mm. You know, I was looking forward to going to Naughty New Orleans at some point in our future travels. It was something that really excited me. But actually, probably terrified me as well. But the reality now is that I don't feel like I can justify going because the actions of what happened last year. Mm. It feels to me like this is wrong, but there's only so long I can stay angry. And I think already we're seeing people that are starting to flock back and book tickets for this year, which for me, I'm kind of like, no, I can't go to that. I, I feel like mm. it's not the right thing to do. I need to stay away from this place. I'm sure like two years down the line, I'll be like, eh, you know what? I can't stay angry so forever. So you're just cutting off your nose to spite your face eventually. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> everyone's like, just get on with it. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> think everyone's going to be angry forever. I think, you know, after a year of things sort of sliding back mm. into the normality thing, things will start to to go back. But at the moment, I'm in this real sort of quandary of how I feel about different things, different events, different people because of the way that they've behaved over the course of the last year. But I think the funny, the difficult thing is people are so polarised in their views of whether it's even exists as a, as a thing. And that's not helped because are some people's behaviours formed around the fact that they actually aren't taking it seriously and they think it's a big scandemic? And they don't actually physically believe that COVID is a danger. Well, we've seen, or the- because they know it is, and actually they just don't care enough because they're what they want is more important. Yeah, and I, I think the difficulty is is that it's highlighted the different approaches in that way. Mm. And you know, we've we've tried to to be as good as we can do. And you know, we're vaccinated. We got I got vaccinated last week. Yeah, Hurrah! I, I was ill vaccinated. for like twenty four hours. That sucked. You wanted a Viking. F- Funeral. I did. I was so delirious with fever (laughs) that I decided that the only way forward is for you to organise a Viking funeral for me. Yeah, but and delete my browser history. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just delete all the tentacles. Burn it all in the same funeral. (laughs) Exactly that. So you know, it's just really made me think about this whole whole Mm. piece, and it's really. it surprised me with how I've reacted, and 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 some some folks that that we know and love, I, it's been easier to justify because of the strength of that relationship and those friendships. Others less so, and it it's really made me question their approach. And you know, my, it's almost that my hat is is that you know if they're like that with COVID and the safety of others, how are they going to be with our safety mm. and STD checking and yeah, and all, all that sort of stuff. So. It's kind of really stuck in my mind. So I'm sure over the course of the next six months, 12 months, whatever, that will all float away and it will be all smoothed over and forgotten. But at the moment, I'm in this space where I'm actually a bit like, oh, some of these things don't feel quite right and they're still on my mind. So, Well, I- you only got to think about the number of messages we received over the course of all of the lockdowns, various, you know, stay home orders, that kind of thing. The number of messages we continue to receive from people going, I'm free now for me. Do you want to meet in a hotel or, or whatever it is? Or do you want to play? And we're like, there's a pandemic. Well, yeah. Like, no, well, you know, no, it's fine. And, and my other thing was actually around single guys. Um, 
There, there are good ones out there. They definitely are. Um, but the vast majority are just, I don't know. I, we've said more than we, we can ever say on single guys throughout the course <laughs> of this thing. You know what it's like. You get the, hey, and the next thing you know, you get a picture of someone's penis. And, I, you know, my take now is to tell them that we believe that this is a form of sexual assault. And oh, most times that tend... Yeah. It just, I mean, dick pics does need a place in Room 101, unfortunately. I think we've already put it in there in our last one that we did. Yeah. But, you know, let's shunt it back in. It's a shame. I think we need to move on. What, to, from dick pics? From dick pics. <laughs> to some of the ideas that other people had. And we'll see what, what comes out Yeah, there. I think there are probably some common themes in there. There are. So, Townhouse... Good old townhouse. Aww. They're lovely. Oh, I think I saw their comment about, um, yes, what needs to go into the room. Brilliant. Thanks for that wonderful okay. insight. I got excited because I remember reading something. They say, <laughs> I'd get rid of a certain swinging site. Oh, well, there you go. There we go. So, uh, you know, I think that's fab that they're referring to. It probably. must be. But, but I, the others are not doing themselves any favours at the moment. <laughs> no, the, you know, it's, um, I don't think it really matters what site we have. It's the people and the behaviours. I think there are some issues with Fab in terms of the way it affects um, people that are trying to promote stuff. It's not very promoter friendly, <laughs> but at the same point, you know. Ugh. Anyway, right. Midlife Swinger jumped in and said, theme nights at clubs. I like to dress up. The odd fancy dress night can be fun, but constantly having to dress to a theme is tiresome. Just make an effort to look nice and that is enough. <laughs> I remember discussing this last time in Room 101 because I got really ratty about the fact that you bloody love it. You love getting involved in all the different theme costumes and you're like, we've got to get this and that. I'm like, oh my God, it's such a ball ache. Well, it reminds me of, sort of back, <laughs> back must have been 15 years ago when we were very early on in our relationship, right? Mm. And our friends... Like every other week, there was another fucking fancy dress party. Oh, I know. There was, it felt, and for the first three or four, super fun, great. Mm. We had some great costumes, awesome fun. And then you're like, oh, another one. So I think there is a, a level where you kind of go, oh, desire is like the epitome of that, like where mm. every night is a different thing. And sometimes you just want to chuck on a nice shirt and some jeans and just, yeah, just be all right. And it, you, you don't have, I mean, the part of the fun is, is making the effort to get involved and, the problem is, though, people get fatigued by that and it's not easy and it's expensive sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's only as good as the effort you put in. And some people just like watching the effort other people are putting. But also, I think on these nights, often it's the women that put in all the effort and the men just like, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to wear a suit with some different colours on it. And, you know, fine. So I, I, you know, I, I'm with them a bit little bit on that. I think there was an overabundance of these things. That said, we don't go to clubs very often, so we certainly haven't over the last year. Well, I was going to say, surely now when we're, when eventually things get back up and running, I'd be quite happy to get a costume again. Yeah, I know, right? If it means being social, let's do it. Um, they ad added, and I don't think you'll agree with this one, uh, oh, and hold up stockings, they should be forever consigned to room 101. Oh, I'm on the fence of this one. They can be amazing, but they can be a pain in the ass as well. Okay, fine. Right. Uh, N Hubby and Sexy Wife said, uh, swinging websites. See, everyone is agree in agreement that swinging websites at the moment are just really shocking. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Uh, Redhead jumped in and said, would the profiles on Fab uh, that are only there to garner likes and move up the hot list count? Same as the ones who delete their vids, pics and re-upload them every day. Ah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. you know what? I think part of this this whole lifestyle is around exhibitionism. Oh, 100%. I would so, agree. And... Actually, posting pics for the likes and attention, I think that's, I think that could be a part of the lifestyle. Mm. So, I'm not too worried about that. 
Mm. I kind of get that it's annoying because some people will only post the pictures on there and they don't want any interaction. So others will see them not as true swingers. I fucking hate that phrase. But The ones that annoy me are when they say, oh, um, if you don't retweet or like this or something, I'm going to delete my account. Like, All right, then. Great. Bye. Bye. <laughs> it's like blackmailing you into... Um, if you don't you forward know. this to five people, then you won't win a prize from a Nigerian prince. I, yeah. Again, it's not authentic. Um, it's not an authentic like of what you're doing, what content you're putting out there, is it? It's more, oh, well, I'm, I'm forcing you to like my stuff. Mm. And that's, you know, actually not very good. So, True. Mm. Right. Purple Mumba Club jumped in and said, um, answer may be a little different. Cleaning. So much cleaning. If anyone knows of little sex robots, I don't know why they're sex robots that are instant club cleaners. That would be awesome. they know you like Transformers. Well, this is true. This... Maybe they think there's like a cleaning Transformer out well, there. See, Optimus Grime. Optimus Grime. Oh my God. I've done it. Surely it would be Optimus Shine if he cleaned. Shut up. Mine's better. Sure, Optimus Grime. Don't give me evils and nothing to nobody, right? Optimus Grime. They said they're pretty nice and they're going to come chin us, right? <laughs> Anyways, so... um. I think this this is very important. I like the fact that they are cleaning so much because I like the fact that the club is clean. Oh, me too. Yeah. It must be a pain. It must be awful, but that's the digs that you got to take if you're in a sex club. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. You can't not do it. Sorry, folks, but that that is a good sign of a good club, right? Yeah, get one of those little bots that go around. Rumbas. <laughs> rumbas that dogs like to sit on like and DJ cats Rumba. like to sit on. And then you see them on YouTube with cats sitting on rumbas. Okay, fine. But they're not going to pick up condoms and spray down the spaff from the walls are they no I would imagine that would just like clog it up yeah. instantly mm. they need luminol no we don't need luminol no no no, no, no. <laughs> luminol right Clipbang jumped in uh, Ms Clipbang CLT Bang uh, also couples who don't play with bi men but are actively seeking bi women is it okay for women to swing both ways but not men are they worried that the men won't be able to contain themselves because that just suggests they may have a tenuous grasp on consent to me agreed well the 100% whole, the agree. whole bi thing is is huge isn't it and we've we've just explored this so many times because well, it I haven't is, explored being bi it is extremely imbalanced as mm -hmm. a concept in the lifestyle and you know you get people who won't play with um, couples where the, the man is bi mm. and you're like why I tell you what I hate before I forget fucking Big people don't like? no, no who take my profile pictures and post them as their own on fab oh my goodness cunts I was Absolute livid cunts. I was so angry wasn't I I know right but they put me as bi and they called us Jane and Steve Steve, Steve. did Steve tell you that by chance Oh my Steve. goodness, they made you Steve. They made me Steve. Were you like a curvy bi guy or something who was six foot? Yeah, I'm like... And into water sports and rimming. I'm yeah, like, oh, I don't think you what, are. Yeah, These, this was all news to me. Um, so yeah, so that, that infuriated the shit out of me. What annoyed me more was it? It's our face pictures they use. Our face? Fuck off. Not face. Face! <laughs> Anyways, uh, Ms. Clipbang also adds, single men making no effort in contact. Dick pics. Having to keep up with so many chats. Dick pics. People asking if I'll play without... Dick picks. Dick picks. A play without Essex Sprite. Sorry, that's a rather half. He's yeah. a lovely man. <clears throat> he is. He's a good chap. Um, yep, dick picks. Yep, throw them in the bin. And um, <laughs> so many chats. Yeah, there are a lot of chats. That's a good thing, though. Well, okay. I get so, so tired of it all. <laughs> I think, so chats can go, go a couple of ways. You bloody love a chat. I do love a chat. And... I, but I like a good chat. I'm, I I get fed up with the inane chats where it's just like, so what do you do? What are you wearing? How's it going? It gets very boring. But once you become friends with people, those chats are a lot more fun and interesting. 100% agree. Yeah. But having multiple chats is extremely tiring. Yeah. Especially for you because I don't involve myself. <laughs> exactly. Also, shout out to the meme queen, Vanilla Rice. Thanks for the memes. 
Thanks for the memes. Thanks for the memes. So long and thanks for all the memes. Melly Mia. Some of these are difficult to read because I've got my iPad away from me. But uh, couples where the man wants to secretly chat to you. Be gone and stop making a mockery of swinging. Oh. Yeah. I, we've only that had that once or twice. That feels a little bit naughty, doesn't yeah, it? That is a bit naughty. Mm. Unless it's something like organising a secret birthday surprise, yeah, which is acceptable. That's fine. F- like confirming... Because I Details have secretly spoken to people without you, yeah, but you only have. to get a surprise. Okay. Have yeah. we got a surprise coming? No, we've had it. It was your birthday last year. Oh, I thought it was another <laughs> surprise. Anyway, um, Hayley and Stu, who we met. Yeah, we did. We met them in awesome. Australia. They were lovely. They said, hi, both. We don't like the term lifestyle. This is our day-to-day life. Contrary, we know. And trying to get people to verify themselves is like pulling teeth. Also being approached from overseas in real life hookups. That was unlikely before COVID. Now it's literally yeah. impossible. See, I know quite a lot of people don't like that term lifestyle. And again, it comes back to this whole terminology battle that we keep going on. Yeah. I I just want it to You're be... never going to please everyone. No. And you call yourself what you want, really, but... We need like <laughs> a new made up term that we can apply to all these different things. We need like 30 different new words that we can make up <laughs> and just say, this is what this means. This is what that means. And then we can just be on our way. And if you don't like it at that point, then just... <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, and getting people to verify themselves, yeah, that can that can be a pain. Yep. Yep. Uh, and hubby and sexy wife came back and they said, status updates from attention seekers that say they've accidentally deleted all messages. Please get in touch. It's way too tricky to delete all messages by accident. And there's uh, a lipstick next mm. to it, which I think means that it was sexy wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't come across that that much, but yeah, that must be a pain. Okay. Our secret life. Hello. All right. How you doing? They said the assumption was... Uh, that just because we're in a club slash on a site, we're going to play with you. Yeah, just because you are swingers doesn't mean you have to swing. Yeah. Well, his cock hotel chimed in. Or the assumption that just because you engage in ethical non-monogamy, that you are down to fuck all the time with anyone. That's what I said at the beginning. It's like people who make these radical assumptions that your life must just be one big orgy sex fest. Yeah. Like, really? Great club. Anyway, uh, Curvilicious chimed in. The assumption that I'm easy just because I play as a single in the life. I'm actually very happily married and play with his permission. And of course, he has final say. I'm really fussy on who I play with. Almost any holes a goal mentality. Yeah. And again, I think we talked about earlier, didn't we? That just because you do like to do things that, you know, have a swinging umbrella over the top. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you do. Or that you're easy, or that you're some kind of like hoe that just likes banging all day. Yeah. Well, you might be those things, but it doesn't but necessarily mean why it. does it mean you are? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nerdy introvert, hello, <laughs> chimed in. Um, she said, uh, the serving of hot dogs at swinging slash adult clubs. What? I've never had a hot dog <laughs> at a swinging slash adult club. Well, we've had pasties and... I've never had a hot dog. Okay, fine. I want to know where these clubs are that they're going, where they freely give out hot dogs. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, little Miss Slutty Pants came in. Hello, how are you doing? She said, impatience. What? Impatience? I was doing a joke while I was waiting for the rest of it to be read oh. and everyone was like going, come on, read it. Uh, oh I hate God. it when I've not even been given 24 hours to respond before fo- folks start getting shitty. I'm busy, even in lockdown. Greed. Yeah. They must really hate me that I never respond to messages. <laughs> well, this is true, you never do. So it is a bit strange actually because like people are like, hey, Hi. Oh, we have had hey. like multiple haze from hey. someone. Hey. Hey. 
Gentleman Perv said, uh, sending a a carefully crafted first contact, making sure to reference things in the profile and doing your best to engage only for it to be deleted 10 minutes later with no reply. Annoying, but okay, we all have different preferences. Yeah, it's uh, really annoying though, is the same person then putting up multiple statuses, updates the same day. Why are there no genuine single guys? Nothing but time wasters on here, et cetera, et cetera. It it must be incredibly difficult being a decent single guy. Yeah, I... They all get tired of the same brush. I I realise that. They do. I guess the thing is, though, is if people look at the pictures, Mm. they just go, right, we've got 300 single guys to get through. Let's just delete the ones that that we don't want to interact with. Yeah, it is a bit. So, um, yeah, that must be shit. It must be really Mm. difficult to to kind of manage that. I know that Martin um, spoke a lot about it when we did the interview with him. So, yeah. Go back and see what he said. He gave some top tips. <laughs> I don't know what episode it was. It, it was, was mainly like, about know. iron shirts. Yeah, right. mostly. Uh, <laughs> our secret life added, is there a maximum? Meaning a number of these. <laughs> uh, Curious Kitty, hello. We spoke to her a short while ago. Mm. Uh, assumption that all single women on the swinging scene will happily sleep with anyone with swingers. That doesn't equate it to easy or having no standards. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's so difficult. Well, I think someone else had the same, didn't they? But any holds a gold kind of thing. Yeah, I know. I've been sending her messages all the time and she still hasn't slept with me. It's How terrible. many dick pics do you send her? Uh, 12 today. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Hi. Here's my dick. Hi. <laughs> uh, Cambridge couple, uh, or couple, uh, said, trash the term swinger. We much prefer the term lifestyle. Lifestyle to us encompasses much more than the act of being with another couple. To some degree, it's the mentality of sexual inhibitions. Plus, we can go to a lifestyle club with the intentions not to play. Nobody's on the same fucking page on this They're one. Really not. Like I don't mind swinger if that's what we're calling it. Yeah, but no one can agree. No, no, no one can agree on anything. This is the thing. Okay, Daywood says uh, peacocks strutting around in clubs are they are something special. Though I'm not sure if I would be 100 percent get rid of them as they are a good laugh. <laughs> I mean, I- I've actually got this vision of this really smartly dressed peacock now in <laughs> like a shirt and tie. Hey, hey, look at me. I'm a peacock. Just hey. my dick. Hey. <laughs> Why is the peacock a man? Um, because they're peahens if they're lady peacocks, aren't they? Uh, I suppose, but you peacocks. Pe- they're like they're males. All right. Hey, I'm a peacock. <laughs> um, I, see, I don't know. I, I thought I had a couple of thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Aren't we all a bit special? You know, aren't we all a bit like we want people to look at us, and don't we all sort of strut around a little bit to a certain extent? Well, you tell me you take 80 selfies a day. Well, I do. <laughs> and I still don't like my face. But why, okay, so why do you take so many selfies if it's not for people to look at you? It's for me to look at me and to appreciate my face. I don't like the way I look. If it was just for you to look at, you wouldn't send to other people. Yeah, because, I, uh, you know. So again, so everyone has an element of, hey, look at me. Yeah, well, right? I was, that's what I was saying. Mm. That I think So there is a, I think there is a, especially when you go to a club, to a certain extent, if you're there and you do want to hook up with other people, you are going to make an effort and you are going to strut around a little, probably. Are you one of those peacocks then? Uh, I've been known to peacock around a bit in a shiny suit and whatnot. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think, you know, because you walk around the club in underwear, right? You do that for a reason. Yeah. What's that reason? Because I look nice. No. That's it's not, not the, because I look nice. You look, are you well, telling me I don't look nice? You look wonderful. <laughs> but that's not why you're wearing that. You're not doing it because you look nice. You're doing it for other people to recognise that you look nice. It's a merry dance, isn't it? It's because, of course it is. It's chemistry. It's flirting. It's because we want, we're going there with the intention of making some connection on some level, whether it be social, friendly, sexual, whatever it is. And you're not going to go there in like a 
like a bin troll outfit, are you? You're going to make yourself look nice. That's and true. if you make yourself look nice, then you want people to notice you. See, what I really want is like a staircase that I can descend, like, like with music like playing. Like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah, that would be good. When he comes descending down the yeah, stairs like with stops his to hold cocktail the, with in the cocktail hand. And, yeah, that's I how think I... we did that on holiday once, didn't we? We did. We, so, we descended the staircase. We must have looked like a right pair of like... Twats. 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 But, but people watched us. They looked at us a lot. I don't know. I, I'm I'm in two minds over this one. I think it is nice to show off a little bit. If you're feeling confident and you've got that that spark inside that sort of says, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm looking good. I want people to look at me. What's wrong with that? Well, it's a fine line between arrogance and confidence, and isn't it? Yes. And I, I bridge it perfectly with stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... Having some humour and self-depreciation goes a long way. Some humour. A bit of humility. Well, you know, it's <clears throat> one of those things, isn't it, I think? <laughs> so I'm just going to see if we've got any other comments. Do, 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 is this do. your commentary music? This is my commentary it's music. Where, you know, tell people stuff, you know, when I'm looking. That'd be great. Hey. So I think we've, we've got quite a lot, lot of things there that can... Um, sit in room 101 not all of it should go in there though because the fact that they exist probably is a good thing yeah well some of these things are are good important things mm. that are part of an important part of the mix some of these things are just annoyances and those annoyances come from both our personalities and our approach to the lifestyle mm. he says in a Jerry Springer th final thought kind of mode <laughs> what have uh, we learned today folks what have we learned today <laughs> well today in today's episode Orco learned to share and share alike <laughs> Schnarf, schnarf. I know that's not okay, but you know, it's nice to get a schnarf in there somewhere. I, I I really think that some of these things are just passing annoyances. Some of them are just intrinsically linked with people being people. Mm. And you're always going to get people being idiots because they're people. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, it's it's just about how tolerant you are to those and also, I think there's a level of education around things like, you know, helping people understand the, the, why they're doing what they're doing and why that might not be so good for everyone else. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you're never going to please everyone, like we said. And, you know, we've said before, don't yuck someone's yum. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean other people don't. No, but it still gives me the right to rage about it. <laughs> <laughs> and we do rage about a lot of things. Exactly. So that was us moaning. Um be interested if you've got thoughts yourselves, uh, get in touch with us at bedhopperssuck at gmail.com or bedhopperssuck on Twitter. I actually think what we need off, off the back of all this is we need a brand new site that's great, but doesn't have <laughs> definitive terms. <laughs> Maybe doesn't even have a title because it doesn't want to give itself a label. <laughs> and uh, yeah, an amazing club. An amazing club. Mm. Well, we could call it bedhoppers. Yeah, but, but we could. We'd have themed rooms. Yeah, I actually do think there needs to be a good site though. What, like an actual site? An actual proper site that isn't shit. So, and, and this is this is the truth. Because this collectively seems to be like the common theme running through all of this. People are crying out for something that's better. Well, Double Date Nation is a great site. But again, but, over here, it's not really... But there's no one on there. There's no one on there. Over here. Now, that can change if people go on and sign on. Same with Excite. You know, mm. if they built it and destroyed the thing and rebuilt it again, it <laughs> might be all right. Same with Fab. I think... All Fab needs really is is a level of overhaul in terms of the way it looks. Because I think the functionality is there. I think it probably needs some better filters around who is paying and who is not. Mm. And probably better means of reporting things. Um, it also needs some level of promotion opportunity in there. So you can actually promote the stuff that you're doing. But 
it's not a million miles away from functionality. It's just that I think the volume of people that are on there bring out the dicks quite literally sometimes. Bring out the dicks. Bring out the dicks. <laughs> Unleash the night arrows. Anyway, on that note, Mr. Sage, do you want to do your thing? I do, I do, I do. Okay. Well, thank you for hopping into our bed. be editing that one out you will oh, thanks that's what she said